thank you for joining us here at His Hardline. You can find us at www.hisheartline.com. With God at the driver's seat, I am Jason, your co-host. You're listening to 1% or less with him. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is February 28th, the last day of February 2022. Happy Monday. Hope you're all doing well. And uh, today you are listening to 1% or less with him and you are on his hard line. Thank you for joining us. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ. As the host, they are in the driver's seat. They are in the captain's chair. They are piloting the ship. I am just simply the technical guy. I push the buttons. I get the message out there. But ultimately, it is their show. This is their platform. Today, we are going to be doing a reading out of Proverbs 28. And it reads, The wicked flee through none pursue, but the just like a lion are confident. If a land is rebellious, its princes will be many, but with an intelligent and wise ruler, there is stability. One who is poor and extorts from the lowly is a devastating rain that leaves no food. Those who abandon instruction praise the wicked, but those who keep instruction oppose them. The evil understand nothing of justice, but those who seek the Lord understand everything. Better to be poor and walk in integrity than rich and crooked in one's ways. Whoever heeds instruction is a wise son, but whoever joins with wastrels disgraces his father. Whoever amasses wealth by interest and overcharge gathers it for the one who is kind to the poor. Those who turn their ears from hearing instruction, even their prayers, is an abomination. Those who mislead the upright into an evil way will themselves fall into their own pit, but they, but the blameless will attain prosperity. The rich are wise in their own eyes, but the poor who are intelligent see through them. When the just triumph, there is great glory, but when the wicked prevail, people hide. Those who conceal their sins do not prosper, but those who confess and forsake them obtain mercy. Happy those who always fear, but those who harden their hearts fall into evil. A roaring lion or a ravenous bear is a wicked ruler over a poor people. The less prudent the rulers, the more oppressive their deeds. Those who hate ill-gotten gain prolong their days, though a person burdened with blood guilt is in flight even to the grave. Let no one offer support. Whoever walks blamelessly is safe, but one whose ways are crooked falls into a pit. Those who cultivate their land will have plenty of food, but those who engage in idle pursuits will have plenty of want. The trustworthy will be richly blessed, but whoever hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. To show partiality is never good, for even a morsel of bread one may do wrong. Misers hurry toward wealth, not knowing they want that want is coming toward them. Whoever rebukes another wins more favor than one who flatters with the tongue. Whoever defrauds father or mother and says it is no sin is a partner to a brigand. The greedy person stirs up strife, but the one who trusts in the Lord will prosper. 
Those who trust in themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are safe. Those who give to the poor have no lack, but those who avert their eyes many curses. When the wicked prevail, people hide, but at their fall the just abound. And that is the reading of chapter 28 in Proverbs. And again, this is out of the New American Bible, the Revised Edition. Now, I usually try to pick anywhere between three and four different verses that strike out to me. Uh, in this case, uh, the first one that struck out to me when I read this earlier was verse 11, which was the rich are wise in their own eyes, or excuse me, yeah, the rich are wise in their own eyes, but the poor who are intelligent see through them. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, when it seems that when you have those people who amass great wealth and success, it almost, it almost always seems, not in all cases, but almost always seems to be the case that they seem to have this attitude that they know more than the average person. <clears throat> excuse me again. Sorry about that. Got a little frog in my throat. But it almost, like I said, it almost always seems to be the case that they have this attitude that they know more than the average person. And that there always seems to be that, uh, in quote, I'm better and superior, end quote, kind of, you know, mentality. And so I guess, you know, is that to say that's the case with everyone who's well off financially? Absolutely not. There are certainly really kind and generous people that are really well off. But however, it's been my own personal experience and the experience of people that I know that, you know, we've met people that have had amassed great wealth and they seem to have that sort of attitude in fact a friend of mine who used to drive a nascar he was one of those people and he admitted this actually and though his uh his stint in nascar his career was very short-lived i think he only did it for three years i think he was telling me and he, you know he he amassed a lot of money he, he was literally a millionaire um many times over but he even said out of his own mouth that, you know, he said, Jason, I didn't give God the the thanks and the gratitude for blessing me with that kind of blessing. And, you know, it's back to that old saying, and I believe it's in the Bible somewhere, you know, God giveth and God can taketh. Well, you know, because he did not give a grateful, you know, heart towards what he was, you know, what he had been blessed with. And he didn't give God the glory and the gratitude, you know, for those gifts that God gave him because of the talents that were within him as a racer. Well, God took it all away. I mean, he, he reached a very dark spot in his life. And so, you know, the general thought process is that just because these people that are well off are able to gain such wealth that they happen to have this mentality that they have more knowledge than most people and that they're wiser and smarter which got them to that point to begin with. However, I have met some pretty stupid wealthy people, to say the least. You know, you get that one person that has a really good idea, and they basically sell the patent or the idea to some mega corporation, and boom, like instant millionaire overnight, right? I've met a couple of those people in Florida. And nice people, not trying to be, you know, rude or anything, but kind of like a box of rocks when you kind of talk about it and it kind of makes you wonder how but you know hey we're all god's children and we all have different gifts and talents and that's that's what makes everybody each and every individual person very special now back to the verse though when it says the poor 
who are intelligent see through them. You know, so again, again, a lot of these people may have a special kind of knowledge or that one good idea that led them to great riches, right? Or that lucky break. Or maybe somebody just, like I said, bought a certain patent or an idea by some mega corporation. And if that was the case, well, good for you, truly. I mean, really, truly good for you because anybody who can make that kind of money and amass great wealth by that one good idea, I mean, honestly, I'd, I'd be I'd be the first in line to shake your hand and say, good for you. Wow, like what a blessing. My only, my only, you know, I would say my only piece of unsolicited advice is just be very wise with it and make sure you bless other people just like you've been blessed with it. You know, this sort of mentality often takes a lot of people off the ground and, uh, and it kind of leads people down a path where they forget where they come from. Now, I've always said that you give a man much wealth and you'll see the true character of their inmost being. And this is why the poor are able to see the truth behind people who amass great wealth, because more than likely it wasn't from true hard work toiled in hard manual labor. That's why that the people that are poor, right, that aren't wealthy, will just say, you know, they have a better understanding of the world because they know how they have to live and how they have to really, truly work in order to take care of themselves and their families and how to stay warm and to get food. And they just have more skills in life in order to feed themselves or maybe sew clothes. Now, you know, I'm talking about in a time before, you know, we had industry, right, and factories. I mean, people really had to take care of every single thing. You didn't just go to Walmart and buy the food and buy the clothes and, you know, buy toothpaste and, you know, bottled water. Like people had to go to the well and take a bucket and get their water. They had to heat it up. If they wanted to take a bath, they had to sew their own clothes. I mean, you know, it was a harder time of life, but at the same time, I got to imagine that it was probably very rewarding because those were the kind of people that knew how to do a lot of things. Now, another verse that I really liked was verse 19, which is those who cultivate their land will have plenty of food, but those who engage in idle pursuits will have plenty of want. Kind of goes in line with, you know, verse 11 in a way. You know, this clearly goes without saying that when you work, you eat and are comfortable. And if you don't and you slumber around like some frat boy after an all-nighter, you're pretty much going to be begging for food if you're not one, you know, if you're not working. We all must put in our own efforts throughout our life. And so you know, we are not designed to ride on the coattails of somebody else. God has given all of us a specific gift and talent, and we should all not squander it. We need to discover it. It's not only meant to be discovered and used um, in order to put it to work so that we may be able to fend for ourselves in life by working honestly, using the gift and talents that God gave us. So we're able to not only feed ourselves and take care of ourselves, but our families and other people around us. Being a good steward of those resources, being a good steward of those talents, right? Otherwise, those who just waste their life away and don't actively pursue what it is that they are talented in, well, they'll pretty much always be in some sort of state of poverty, especially if they're not motivated to work in general, whether if it's within their talents or not. And the last verse I kind of wanted to discuss was verse 26, with those who trust in themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are safe. Now, having faith and confidence in yourself is one thing, but I believe what is meant here in this verse is by trusting yourself is trusting in your own earthly understanding of how things work in this life. And I think this is why it says that those who walk in wisdom are safe, that wisdom, which is basically imparted to us by God, the Father in heaven, 
You know, we are meant to connect with God on a, on a higher level. And through prayer, we ask God for that wisdom and discernment. <clears throat> Excuse me. And if we just solely relied on the knowledge of, of, you know, of this world and within our own five senses, then how can we really expect to be safe throughout our own life when we're not really relying on the walk with wisdom and asking God for that wisdom? So those were the three verses that struck out at me. Um, I usually try to stick right around three, but again, this was Proverbs 28. Um, and again, the reason I picked 28 is because there are 31 books in Proverbs. Today is the 28th. Therefore, we are on Proverbs 28. Now, tomorrow being March 1st, I know I said I was going to, you know, considering I started kind of a few days late when I started this podcast from the very, very beginning. It was like the second or third. I can't remember what date it was. So I started with like Proverbs 3 or 4. I can't remember. And I said I would go into 1, 2, and 3. But I think I had a change of heart here. So I'm going to be doing something else. I don't want to say I'm sick of Proverbs because I'm not because Proverbs, I think, is a really good book in the Bible. It's really good for beginners because if you're not sure exactly what to read, go to Proverbs or go to Psalms. But I kind of want to dig in something more in the New Testament, especially since we're coming up on Easter, you know, the resurrection of Jesus Christ and that whole story. So I kind of was thinking maybe getting into Matthew possibly. So um, that is why for the change of heart. Um, so if you want to read Proverbs 1, 2, and 3, Please, I encourage you, I implore you, go do it. You won't regret it. Again, 15 minutes a day, that's all you need. That's why this show is called 1% or Less with Him. Out of the 1,440 minutes we all have in the day, 1% of that is 15 minutes, and that's rounded up. It's actually 14 minutes and some change, but when you round it up, it's 15 minutes. You just read. Just You spend 15 minutes a day in prayer and reading one chapter each day with God, and open your heart, soften your heart. If your heart is hardened, I'm telling you, this will help soften it. And when you have Christ in your heart, that will help you better connect with God to Father. That's why they say Christ is the bridge to Father. You you soften and open your heart, you get Christ in your heart, boom. You have a better connection with God. It's just pretty much that simple. It's hard because people actually have to do it, but it's really that simple too. I couldn't really, you know... I couldn't, you know, I, listen, I, I knew this the whole time. However, I didn't apply it because it wasn't hard. But anyway, for the sake of time now, we're at 14 minutes and 45 seconds. That concludes this Bible reading, and we'll just close this off with a quick prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this time together, and we pray so very much and want to just say thank you with a grateful heart for our good health, for our families, for the food that we're able to eat and sustain our health and and our, and our strength, and we thank you for the roof of our head, and we just thank you for all the many things that we often take for granted, like the clothes on our back and the lights that we're able to turn on with the light switch, and to the heat that comes out of the registers when we adjust the thermostat. These are all things that so many people don't even have the ability to enjoy throughout the world, but yet here we are with these luxuries, and we really are truly rich because of these luxuries, and we just want to say thank you, and we don't take these things for granted. We pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. That concludes the reading. And we will see you tomorrow with another reading, probably Matthew is what I'm thinking. And then at seven o'clock tomorrow night, we will have a His Hardline discussion on the Constitution for and not of the United States of America. It's very 
important to understand the difference between those two words for and of very big differences. So that is it. Have a wonderful Monday. We'll see you tomorrow. Signing off. Thank you again for joining us here at His Heart Line. You just listened to 1% or less with him. Don't forget, you can find us at www.hisheartline.com. We look forward to seeing you next time. Have a blessed day.